For 40 years, I've walked the line between worlds and am well-versed in death. But I want to have faith in humans. Give me something to believe in. Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network, I'm Trish Mo, and this is The Missing Piece. Good evening, New Orleans. Uh, I'm your host, Trish, and this is The Missing Piece. It is Monday, October, October, my favorite month, October 3rd. And October, before I forget, because I have been working on projects for it all weekend, um, October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So I do have a boo bees shirt that that I created um, and some of the profits for that will go towards um, the National Breast Cancer Foundation Research. No, just Foundation Inc. Yes. Um, So that will be coming soon. I will have a link for that as well um, for my store in under my YouTube channel and which is just the missing piece with Trish Mo. as well as my my new website launching this week, which which I've been I know I've been saying for like two months now, but um, I had to decide which uh, again which was best to combine my my businesses and such. So um, I also want to thank Carnation for sponsoring me as well as as the network. And um, again, this is 105.3 FM, New Orleans and United Public Radio Network. We're also broadcasting live on Parapost Network. And tonight, as I told y'all, this was back, I know we talked briefly about it um, like a month or two ago um, in the summer because I was in the woods a lot, but I am, Tonight, um, I do want to. I, I'm excited. We've we've been trying to plan this for for a few weeks now, or a little while at least. Um, and I have the Kansas Research Organization, right? It's uh, the Did Kansas Bigfoot Research Society. Yeah. See, I know this is why I should have my other screen open. <laughs> Anyways, so I have Dan from the Kansas Research Society, and do you all have a website? I just had your Facebook page, but... Uh, We only have a Facebook page right now. Uh, We do have our paranormal site is rtpkansas.com. Okay. So we do have the website there. Um, That's the, the paranormal site, which is linked to this as well. So, yes. Yes, when when you said you're you're updating, I didn't know if you had an older one to refer people to, or because um, I, well, I didn't know you existed until um, about two months ago when I came came across your Facebook page. So so just give us, um, Dan, give us a little bit of a background to how you all got started, where you're where you're all from. Um, Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm from Wichita, Kansas, um, Midwest. I've been here all my life, uh, 50 plus years, right at 50. Um, Jason Roberts is the the owner of Kansas Bigfoot Research Society. He started on another team that was called uh, Bigfoot in Kansas. Um, 
that one has been dissolved because the owner stepped away. So uh, Bigfoot in Kansas, we brought everything over to Kansas Bigfoot Research Society. Uh, they started 2010, I believe, 2009, into the Bigfoot research in Kansas. Um, they were doing some traveling around, doing some hiking, and, and came across uh, some prints um, in central eastern Kansas um, down here. Yeah, just mid-Kansas on the eastern side. Came up with some prints, and uh, from there, it just, it just blew up. Uh, we found, well, actually, I wasn't here, part of the team when they found it, but uh, over 40 miles or so west of Wichita um, in the Nenescal Rivers, um, and there's uh, several basins of the south and the east and forks, uh, they were doing some trail running through there and chasing prints, and they came across some coarse hair that was uh, had some fleshy material against it in the fence so they they took it as a specimen we still haven't got that tested yet though but um yeah we've been interested in the foot for quite a while in the kansas we've heard a lot of stories so we just follow up on what we can to see what we can come up with so it's interesting you know i uh i've lived in kansas off and on probably half my life but and I've lived in um, you know near Canada. I've I've also I grew up in with a national forest in my backyard um, in New Mexico. So so I've been places where um, Bigfoot is in Sasquatch is very um, very well known. You know very um, especially New Mexico. Growing up there in New Mexico and and my native background, um, it's just. It, something nobody even questions it you know up in the mountains there um but when you look on maps and such where bigfoot sightings have been reported um i noticed the midwest isn't i mean there are scattered reportings you know and sightings and things like that but people here i've, I've decided just don't report anything ever right. i mean that for crimes it, it doesn't matter like <laughs> there's it's just it, it's something that i don't know it's it's um you know this even went back to like ufo research that i was doing in in cowboy time you know like early 18 17 1800s where it's normal all these people their families they're like oh yeah they you know great grandpa so-and-so wrote about that in his journal but but we don't report things uh, on a on a mass scale, I guess I should say. Do you know what is your take on that? Why do you think that is? Well, you know, talking to several uh, ranchers, talking to uh, hunters that go out into the field, they all discuss seeing strange items out there, seeing foot, you know, casting spots mm -hmm. or footprints, and they're seeing structures and stuff of that nature but yeah uh, reporting it they don't uh, i've only seen a few reports um mainly along the the river corridors um the smoky hill river up there uh, between wilson and salina there's some caves along the river uh we've chased a few things up there to try to find what we can find but yeah as far as reporting things i don't understand why they don't 
when you you react to somebody or talk to somebody in the community about what we're out there doing, they all have stories. But as far as reporting them to the news, they just don't. The only one locally, well, actually, there's two stories locally that I know that has been reported to the media. And that was over in Hutchinson, Kansas. We had a couple that were reported along the Arkansas River or Arkansas, however, the country that that repeats that. But uh, right there, they've had two sightings of a mature male, is what they said, uh, walking it up and down the river. And then south of Wichita on, on the interstate, right there by South Haven, uh, they, they had a report of a juvenile. Somebody broke down in their car and they seen a, a light, light colored haired, uh, almost a light brown to a white juvenile Sasquatch run away from them in a fence line. But that's the only two that I've ever seen reported in Kansas other than hearsay. And it's interesting because, you know, and, it, and it's more common for obviously even, even for um, UFOs or paranormal, um, any, anything to be reported around the you know, Kansas city, Wichita, Topeka area, because those are really the only, but Kansas, most people don't realize it is a really big state with not that many people. I mean, yeah, we, we have the bigger, the three big cities, but, and, and even Salina, but it's not as far as population and the amount of land we have here, there's, there's a lot of land and not that many people on most of the Western and even aside from Wichita, the South, Southern, Southern, Eastern and Western um, parts of the state aren't, aren't very populated. So I know even in the Topeka, even close to the Topeka area, um, the first time I started talking about this before I reached out to you all, tons of people, um, didn't contact the news to report it contacted me and started sending me videos and all kinds of stuff and I was like of just areas um which I could also resonate with because it's the same places that I had seen um different markings and and things like that um right around my own you know like literally in my own backyard basically so I found that really interesting too. I don't know if you all have had a lot of, you know, directly to you, not to news and and things like that, but directly to you reports around the Topeka area. Yeah, we've had um, several people from the the Fall River, uh, Pittsburgh area over to the Southeast in in Kansas. Um, South, right. Yes, yes. Down okay. in the south corner, down towards uh, US 66, down there in that corner, Galena, Kansas. We've had several people come to us or catch us on Facebook and say, hey, we've seen this out here. Would you like to come out and investigate? We've done a couple private properties out there that we've found some things out there. But uh, yeah, people just don't like to report it to the news. I don't know if they just don't want to be ousted or, you know. Well, and that is one thing. Kansas is kind of behind times as far. It's not behind times. It's just, you know, people are, there's a lot of really small communities and um, there's a a lot of people are pretty private here. You know, they don't, they just don't want the publicity. They don't, um, they don't want people on their property. They, you, you know, 
yep. which I completely understand that that's um, something that coming from you know, I was born outside of Roswell, New Mexico. So I completely get that families are still questioned by tourists and the government and everything else. So. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Bigfoot though, in your own research, um, for people who aren't as familiar, um, do you have kind of the background on, I guess, initial Bigfoot discovery or where the, the first, um, you know, sightings occurred or anything? Uh, the, the first sightings that I know of, uh, the oldest, some of the, the older sightings in Kansas were up in the Atchison area up north, the northeastern corner of Kansas along the Missouri River. Um, I know there were several sightings up there, but they haven't had sightings there for years that I've, I've known. Um, I haven't heard of any, um, but it was a pretty non-populated wooded area there for a long time. And, and now it's growing out with populations. So, but uh, yeah, I down think here in Southern Kansas, we just have a few wooded areas and most of the, the Bigfoot sightings we get, or along the river ravines, um, the Nenescals, the Walnut Rivers, the Arkansas Rivers, and of course the uh, Smoky Hill River up there in Midwest Kansas. But now, have you seen a specific pattern to those? Like, do you think they're just going there for a water source, or do you think it's it's almost a migration type? You know, I mean, like they follow the river. Um. Well, I would, I would venture to say follow the river because most most footprints that that we were able to catch back in the time um, that we did get a few castings from were heading south, and I don't know if they were. I mean, Oklahoma is renowned for their Bigfoot and Broken Bow area and and the Tahlequah areas, and I believe maybe it's just. The population is starting to grow in the central Kansas area with the farmers removing what vegetation is here and maybe they're moving south or they just may be doing that due to weather changes too. I mean, right. yeah, I we have two neighboring states. If, um, because it does, the climate here is so extreme. Well, in, in comparison to a lot of places, extreme both ways, you know, so I didn't know yeah. if maybe it was it was like a, a summer thing, you know, or something that, that they go to cooler weather in the summertime and, and head to um, the warmer in the winter or vice versa, you know. Yeah, um, that that I haven't delved deep into. Um, we, we catch most of our prints in the fall. I mean, so, really? yeah. Um, but again, and you know, well, number one, we, we, we dislike going out there in the deep summer because the heavy brush and ticks and everything, we always have issues with that. But, uh, but you, we usually go out in early spring or we go out in fall. So we don't see much in the summertime. But. Interesting. So I, now what is your theory on what exactly Bigfoot is? 
Well, you, okay. You know, so I differ. So many. <laughs> yes, I differ from most of what my team believe. Um, okay. But again, it's it's just a intuitive feeling, I guess uh-huh. you would say. But most Bigfoot to me are found in the regions where the Native American population is is heavier, and okay. national forests, the protected national forests. Um. I've had several people talk to me along the the line that they're they're possibly an ancestry an ancestral line of Native American could be in their own tribe of some type um, or protected by the Native Americans because I mean uh, some some believe that uh, some pictographs that you can find on rocks up in Nebraska. There's some in Colorado that have a, basically a circle within a circle is like a portal mm-hmm. per se that the foot use. Um, do I believe that? I haven't seen that yet. I would like to see that, but mm-hmm. I have not. Um, but yeah, I, I do believe that they're, they're an old, tribe of uh i don't know sasquatch or foot i mean i mean they're they're own in their own realm but i don't believe they're interdimensional uh, we've had some people say that you know they're they're aliens and in, in big wolf suits or but i don't know if that's a true fact but well that that's what i was going to say you know with um and that's when the last time I talked about Bigfoot on here, I was trying to, I swear, I just, of course, maybe I'm not supposed to mention that. <laughs> it goes with the whole native background thing. We, we don't mm-hmm. usually talk about these things. Um, and of, I like I had this whole printout from a newspaper from 1876, I believe, um, which was from Washington State. But it went, like, I had it in my hand, right? <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. Um, but it went along with, um, I, when I was reading that, it went along with what you were saying. But um, Washington had an Osage tribe back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Washington, you know, there's tons of Bigfoot sightings and reports. And, and I don't know if it still is a law, but it was, um, Bigfoot was protected there. Um, legally protected from hunting for the longest time. Um, But this tribe, what made me think of that and portals, and we've talked about this sometimes uh, with the, uh, there's south of Topeka, there is the um, Osage State Park or State Lake. I don't know. I camped there once though. And that was the scariest night of my life. And really, wow. Because, because, um, first of all, being um, a medium, uh, um, I was going camping that day, but of course, psychic medium, you know, I know a lot of things I didn't know I knew until um, after the fact. And I had posted just a random um, movie clip on on one of my social media of... um, the Hunger Games, and where she's singing Meet Me at the Hanging Tree. And so the next day, just randomly, I went, I ended up camping with my friends. And um, 
we went to this spot and I kept, I, I kept um, getting messages from, from a man that the story, it, when I would stand under this, this tree had a lot of energy. And I, I got this, I kept getting messages that this man was hung there. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. And, and I asked my, my friend, you know, and, and they said that, um, yeah, there was supposedly someone took their own life at that um, exact spot. Okay. But that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, no, this is, this is something, something else. So um, that night there, there were so, which many times in the woods and by water, there's a lot of spirits, um, but this was different. This was different. I kept hearing like getting boneyard and um, all these things, you know, that, and that a lot of, of, spirits that had died there in a violent way and something with hate. I'm like, okay, well, there's this tree. I get that, you know. And when I was standing by the fire, there was something very large. I mean, I could sense it. You know, I could sense its frequency because I, I communicate with animals a lot of the time too. And, and, um, but this was different. It had a different, um, different feeling. It wasn't human and it wasn't it wasn't a spirit. Um, I don't know. How, and it wasn't, it wasn't like an animal feels, you know, as far as their energy. So, um, but uh, we were staring at each other. I, I couldn't see it because it was kind of far away. And, and I was standing in the fire, you know, and it was in the woods, like watching us. And in the middle of the night, I wake up to something scratching and i don't mean scratching a tree like like i said i grew up in the mountains i know what a raccoon sounds like i know what a deer sounds like i know what a bear sounds i know what a bobcat i know what a mountain lion sounds like when they scratch a tree you know this wasn't and this was like intentional to let it be known that they were there you know um and it was it was so loud so loud and um, and it was it was during a full moon too. I might mention that. So um, later, you know, after I got home, so I, I don't ever do research, but for on places before I go to them, you know, it, because I don't want that to skew um, any any of the messages or intuition or or, or clair, clairvoyancy I, I might have. And um, I did research on that. And there's a place by that um, where wagon, it used to be the, one of the wagon trails, you know, through, through the state. And during, during the winters, it was, a, it was a specific spot where the settlers would um, get stuck, you know, and it, it became called the boneyard because a lot of people died there just um, in the harsh winters crossing Kansas. Okay, well, that makes sense. But then I found out digging deeper, that wasn't just a tree that, that one person was hung by. It was the hanging tree of Kansas. Like it was the first hanging tree of Kansas, which was, I'm like, <laughs> that's interesting. So there's all of that energy there. Well, then if you expand further from that, there were tons of 
reports of people hearing the same thing. Screams in the night, scratching. They thought it was a bear because there had been bears spotted um, you know, on the highway, things like that. They thought maybe it was a bobcat um, that they would scream in the middle of the night. For me, um, you know, you go with walkers, sh shapeshifters, things like that. This was different though. Um, so that's one place I do want, it would be cool if y'all could come up and we could go there because that's, that's one place I did want to uh, check out again someday. Um, yeah, that sounds very interesting. <laughs> and, um, and then there's, there's a bunch around Topeka um, as far as, I guess, this whole area, you know, in, in northern Kansas is on, is on a specific parallel especially like Atchison and um, so what's your opinion on um, like the forest, um, the different forest symbols, not just the markings like, like, you know, on trees and rocks and stuff, but, but the structures that people are finding. Right. So, um, Jason spoke to you with a little bit about a couple of things that, that happened to them down in Oklahoma. Um, they went down in Oklahoma and they found there were probably 20 structures in this wooded area that they had gone to. Um, trees, you know, two, three, four inches thick that were bent over in, in a, in an oval shape. And, and it, it, appeared to me by looking at the pictures that these were bedding sites they had leaves inside and and pine cones on the bottom but they were almost igloo shaped half igloo shaped and they led down to a a cave structure which wasn't a very large cave i mean it was tall uh not too deep but uh they were everywhere and then there's almost like a, a semi-cross, like almost like a TP uh, frame, bone frame, but not quite circular. It was only parcels and, you know, they could probably throw a brush up. But yeah, there's, they found several of those down, those structures down there when they had their foot sighting down there in Oklahoma. And, and that's what um, I was trying to find. I can, I can send you and, and I can also post a lot of the pictures I have, I, I haven't gone um, back to any of those places this summer again with the ticks and things that were really bad this year. And, you know, I already have Lyme disease. So, um, but, but that was something that I found interesting this close to the city. Um, well, and that's another thing too, I was thinking on. Um, so I don't know. Um, there's not a lot of sightings that I've ever heard of in Texas and all that. Um, but we went down to Galveston, Texas, myself and my wife, and we did some investigating down there. Uh, we spent three weeks all together down there investigating the paranormal, of course. Um, however, we came across more of a, an old lost Indian tribe, a.k.a. giant 
situation. So in 1900, they had the the great flood, great hurricane down there that killed 6,000 plus people in Galveston. Well, so after that, they buried the city under, you know, eight feet of dirt and rock to sit there and elevate it. But they found when they were doing that after the hurricane, they found graves of seven to seven and a half foot tall Native Americans. I mean, mm-hmm. hundreds of them down there. Um, so I don't know if you, you know, looking at some of the maps of, and you look through Oklahoma and you look into Kansas along the, the Arkansas and the Walnut Rivers, the Chisholm Trail back from the 1860s to the 1877, 1878 that drew up into Wichita, then later went on to Dodge City. That's where they brought all the cattle. So maybe, I don't know. I've always believed that the 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 foot and the squats is more of a vegetarian lifestyle. They do eat some meats, but mostly vegetarians. But, I mean, maybe at that point, you know, because of the, the sparse land at that point, they were eating cattle and taking cattle from these. I don't, I don't know. I, I've always, uh, well, I mean, I've always thought of, of anything in nature. Um, being very, um, to an extent, a- animals are, are much more sensitive, obviously, than, than humans. So, um, and, and that's coming from growing up in, in the, in the forest and in the woods, you know, um, I, I was thinking about this, especially with, with Bigfoot and even with, you know, I don't, I don't think people realize that, yes, we have drones and we have satellites and we have modern technology and thermal Im- imaging and everything else. But my backyard was hundreds upon hundreds of miles of forest, of national forest, where people don't go, you know, there aren't town, there's nothing. I'm, well, there's forest, but, but there's not, there's, there's still places that are uninhabited by humans mm-hmm. um, in the United States and, and many places in the world. So it's not, uh, it's not odd to me that, that, you know, scientists discover new, new species of animals every single day. Um so the fact that people think it's so um, crazy to even imagine something like Bigfoot existing, you know, um, I was talking about that though with, with someone today. How often do you see, do you come across a dead bear in the woods that died of natural causes? I'm not saying like by hunters or traps or anything. Not too many, you know, they're, they're yeah. stripped away. I mean, they're taken very, by their own. Very rarely. Yeah. Do you come across a dead bear? So people are like, well, why haven't we come across, um, you know, a, a Bigfoot that's that's died of natural causes? Well, I mean, just because humans do these things, we're we're literally savages. So like, I always say that that we're <laughs> we're the we're the biggest monsters in the world, you know. Um, Correct. Because <laughs> because it's the same thing as far as hunting. Um, we're also one of the few species that I was thinking about when, when children go missing and stuff in the woods and, 
in bigger forests. And, and you always hear these stories of a four or five year old and, and all of a sudden they came back, you, they turned back up a few months later, six months later, some of them years later. And they talk about the forest people taking care of them or even, you know, some that have been raised by wolves or whatever. Animals don't, you know, it's like the circle of life. They, they don't see something that's smaller or less. They know that that's going to disrupt the ecosystem and the mm -hmm. whole, you know, they're, they're smart enough to know, okay, if we invade human territory that's obviously going to be bad for us and we can't coexist anymore but but an, another thing you know if they see something like a child that's helpless and smaller than them even with other animals you hear about um i was thinking my giant you know mountain dog getting along with with this wild kitten that i brought in you know they're they're it's not it's instinctual to them they'll fight it when it grows up but not as babies, right. you know, anything. We're the only ones to do stuff like that. <laughs> we right. Well, that gorilla where that five-year-old child fell into the pen, that gorilla yeah. protected the child and, I mean, even protected him from the uh, zookeepers. Yeah. So, yeah. Why would a Bigfoot not do the same? I mean, they're humanoids, you know. So. And and I think with, um, in New Mexico, they, they discovered... Um, some more of not only the the giants but um but older tribes than they realized even existed in north mm -hmm. america and they didn't even consider those giants you know there's there's um i mean even look now there's basketball players and stuff that are seven foot tall um you know so these these bodies or bones they they discovered were between seven and nine foot. Now in other countries, there's Bigfoot reports of what, like 10 to 15 feet tall even. Um, but to this day, near the um, Mexican border, as far as, and, and Southern New Mexico, there's, I forget what it's called, that um, where you grow hair all over your, I mean, literally like thick, thick hair. Um, I don't know the name of that now that they refer to it. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they, they had a, well, even the guy, the, the, he was like five, seven, five, eight, mm -hmm. uh, in Barnum Bailey circus. He was the guy that they called the war or the dog boy, mm -hmm. dog man. And he was from New Mexico and, and yeah. all that hair just grew on his body. So yeah. there's more than, there's a lot that happens more often than people realize. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's another one of those things that's not, um, it's not publicized. It's not like, why would you want, especially in this day and age, you know, anything like that, that you make public and, and somebody wants to make it an experiment or a circus sideshow or, you know what I mean? So it's not that it doesn't happen. It's not that, that there's entire, where I live, there's it, people don't want to be found up there. They live off the grid for a reason, you know? Right. And, um, we heard of, entire families being like that, you know, and covered in hair and, and it was just normal. Um, we thought that that happened everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not everywhere, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but I mean, if you haven't been other, you know, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't exactly. Know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there's, you know, whole families. We've been multiple places with South Dakota. We've been in places in South Dakota that, that, uh, time hasn't touched, you know, I mean, it's just so beautiful. Um, just, you know, there's roads. I mean, they do have to get out every once in a while to get something. Somebody does, but yeah, it's just beautiful to see that stuff. Colorado, same place. We've gone to a, a few places where we've hiked up to some ghost town to try to find, well, of course, you know, over by, uh, Canyon city and, and, uh, Salida, we were, there are some over in the 14ers or some Bigfoot uh, sightings about three years ago that we went to try to see if we can see anything, man, I'll tell you what, you start walking through some of them woods. You don't feel alone. You're not alone. But man, you feel so isolated from everything, and it's it's scary. And and see, I only feel like that now. But growing up there, that was felt safer to me than than being, you know, in a town or a city. Um, well, true, yes. Um, because I, that's all I had ever known as a kid, and and there. Absolutely. You know, people ask me all the time, especially on the show, they're like, well, why is it that you've seen so many different cryptids and, and interdimensional beings and, and believe in, you know, the elementals of the forest and, and the fairy folk and all these things? Well, because that's where I lived. Like, that was my environment. You know, um, if you're around it all the time, that's, that's obviously what you're going to experience. Um and I, I was, I wasn't a threat. So, you know, I was a kid. So, right. Um, I think there's, there's so many times that we don't realize, even when, when I go with people out in the woods now or, or watch videos of, of researchers or investigators and they just walk through like nothing else lives there. Well, if you think about it, um, there's so much unseen, e- even even little, you know, termites and ants and, and worms and things like that. You're stepping on all of that mm-hmm. the, the second you step foot outside uh, or in any woods. So imagine that anything else you can't see, you know, Um and I, I know that's a big, most people just tromp through and don't even pay attention to what they're doing or, or what they're disturbing. And I always say that, like, what if bugs and stuff and, and even spirits that come, what if they don't, they don't even know they're in, they stumbled into our house half the time, you know? So yeah. what if it's the same with humans? Like, <laughs> we're just going through the woods and here we're in someone else's house, like, that, yeah, that bed that you're laying in is their living room, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, the whole ecosystem is, is alive and you're walking through a wolf's den or you're walking through, you know, yeah, yeah just, just all the animals live there and all the creatures, even the cryptids, you know, they're, they're there and they live through there and, and, and you're walking through their home and, you know, Going through the well, uh, what forest was that that we went through? Up well, I know one big one, the Blue Ridge Parkway over there by Marion in North Carolina. 
just walking through there. That's a big, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Um, just listening to the the ecosystem, the, the birds and the, well, the animals, you can hear things that I don't know what they were, but it was a beautiful noise. But, yeah. But you upset them because we walked through and we were walking through them one evening and it went from, I mean, you heard everything to you heard nothing. It was just mm-hmm. silent. The wind wasn't blowing. The, the birds weren't singing. Nothing was going on. So somebody was upset. So we left. <laughs> so. And, and that's, um, that brings me back to Bo's question. Uh, I know little about Kansas geography. Any reports of them moving along Paraline right-of-ways? That's interesting because I was just about to mention when I'm in the woods and can actually dial into, it's easier for me to pay attention to to my other senses. You know, obviously, you don't have all the, the noise of the city and, and electronics and stuff. I can immediately detect hunting cameras, you know, hidden hunting cameras, um, things like that, because they have a different frequency. Mm -hmm. And so I assume, and, and the same with many psychics and mediums, you know, like I was talking about, animals feel different, spirits feel different, human spirits feel different than, um, otherworldly spirits, you know, there, there's different energy. It feels different. Um, and so I assume with anything in the for other animals and stuff, it's the same for them. You know, we're, we come in with all of this negative, um, energy. I'm, I'm not talking like because of our thoughts or what I'm, I'm talking about, like literally from a city, you know, or from a town or from wherever, or if you have your cell phone on you even, or if you're holding a video camera or any of that, a radio um, puts out a specific electronic frequency and that can be sensed, you know, by everything. So mm-hmm. and it's foreign to them and it feels um, electricity, uh, unnatural electricity is it does feel negative, you know, so. Yeah. I've been in several incidences or incident in, instances where yeah, the electronic, the energies, the EMF, sorry, mm-hmm. the electromagnetic field is just so strong and so pulsating. Um, in our paranormal, we've had several people, well, we feel negative energy. We feel something is, a mess in here and and a lot of times we've come to find out that it's just you know a, a faulty kitchen stove or a refrigerator that's that's pulsating energy that it shouldn't be it's it's on its last leg and they change appliances and it fixes a lot of it or you know some bad wiring but man that energy does i mean yeah. it even it affects people i've had two heart attacks and a few strokes um because I'm that sensitive to EMF um, frequencies. I, I can't even, certain times, I, I can't get too close to power grids or um, or like Wi-Fi towers and stuff. So. But, now, you were talking about ley lines a while ago. Uh, have you hit the, the 
two to three areas in Kansas that are, that are bound by several just to fill the energy there? Probably, unknowingly. I mean, I'm always drawn to all these negative places. Oh, that that's where the power line thing is. I that's And that's what I've noticed, you know. I'm always drawn to... <laughs> Even though they're da- they're dangerous to me, and um, I'm I'm always drawn to these areas uh, because there's probably something trying to give me a message there, and and I didn't realize that was happening for the longest time, but um, but I have ended up at at quite a few uh, very significant places that you can feel. And, and and then you that that gets into a whole different, you know. We talk about when you have multiple energy sources. So, for instance, here outside of Topeka, there's the Ka Ka State uh, or Ka Valley River Park, I believe it's called. And so there you have water, but there's also a train that runs right by the river. So there's another energy source, you know, that puts out a lot of energy. So you have the water, which is a lot of energy. Spirits are automatically drawn to water. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the train, which is um, another source. And then there's, um, it's next to where managers used to be. Well, I mean, it still is, but it's it's not operating. which has towers and and higher power, um, higher outputs of, of power lines and things like that. So, so you've got three major energetic sources there in one spot. Um, and, and many people believe that, that portals and such can be created from that alone, given the right date or time. Well, you know. Speaking of minigers, I believe... Yeah, portals are well open there. That place, that place has a lot of energy that was left there from a lot of years as well. So yeah, that's a crazy area. And that's one of the areas that people see um, quite literally. I have pictures right in front of the governor's mansion of different footprints and things like that, which you would think it, which is astonishing for one because the governor's mansion is completely uh fenced in you know and of course guarded and everything and there's security cameras everywhere mm-hmm. so if something was trying to be um inconspicuous you know, there it there's no way it could be because that's kind of an open space um but i'm wondering either a um Maybe those things, because I know I know a lot of times EMF exposure has that effect on me. Maybe it's very disorienting and it confuses them. And that's why you would they would be seen near power lines or out in the open like that or, you know, somewhere that they wouldn't normally be um, if they were in their right mind, I guess, or, you know. Yeah, that's... there's like a. Do you hear that? There's every time I say EMF, it, there's like there's a weird like inter- interference uh-huh. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Let's see. 
Um, Teresa, well, she, she's from Nebraska. The Mormon Pioneer Cemetery. I've never heard of that place. Now, I personally, well, I don't know. I personally don't believe it's an entity that wears the fur of, um, as a form of, of concealment for, for, you know, different, as like a predatorial thing. You know, I think that's a completely different, um, different being. W what's your thought on that? Well, yeah, if they're predators, I would think there would be more sightings, more visual and video sightings. I mean, because they would be going towards, they wouldn't be walking away from and trying to hide. But that's, I mean, because they, they do, they, they like their sovereignty. They like to be hidden. They don't like to be seen, which is, I guess, hey, leave us alone. We're, we're you, 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 you be you, I be me kind of thing. And that's what they do. But yeah, I could never see them being predatory. So like I say, protecting their grounds possibly, but. One of most recently, and I don't, I only watch, I've watched a lot more this year than I have in forever, but I only watch movies. Um, if it's something I'm drawn to and or, or somebody mentions that I should watch it and it's something very relevant to to real life, you know. Um, and recently, the new movie Prey came out, um, which is another ser in the series of the, um, the uh, Predator movies, I guess. I never saw those either back in the day. And that's, um, you know, it's based on going way back before any of the modern, um, or, or the, I guess the most recent ones prior to this one, um, that are set in modern day. This goes back to the time of native, um, and indigenous tribes, you know, and you just watch the trailer for it, if nothing else, because okay. that movie and, and now, since after seeing that, I'm like, okay, either that is exactly what Bigfoot is, or it's exactly opposite. Because again, I, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't know, in, the, in all the times I've encountered... Bigfoot type things in, in the woods and, and mountains and stuff. I, 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 I'm like you, I haven't felt that, that aggression, um, or that, that predatorial, you know, like, like certain animal behaviors would be, um, like big cats or, you know, mountain lions, things like that, bears. Um, but that movie, and I couldn't even watch all of it because, um, it resonates. It, it was like a trigger thing for me as far as um, extraterrestrials and stuff go that are the more predatorial type. 
Um, but it was very interesting how it just watched them, you know, and they had no idea. They had no idea that was there. And that's exactly everything in that movie is almost exactly um, like things I've experienced. And that's, that's terrifying. That's scary. Um, so, so that's a good one. A good one to I'll watch. I'll check it out. Yeah, I would see. Um, you know, and the whole theory behind something that's almost translucent, which a lot of people describe a lot of things in the woods as being, even mm -hmm. on video, even the, uh, I can't think of his last name, Mark. Oh gosh. From Colorado. He's one of the major Bigfoot um, investigators there. He has a channel called uh, Colorado Bigfoot, maybe. I don't know. I just came across him recently when when I was, um, you know, planning a trip to the the Wolf Sanctuary there. Um, mm -hmm. But he he said the same thing. He said, you know, after all these years, what I've discovered in the woods, there's things that look almost. It, translucent like uh like they're made of water or something that's not the case right. i mean we're all made of water so so that's it's it's not like and, and I, there's so many theories on that too when you when it comes to spirits you know and absorbing um because it helps them manifest water does obviously that's why water attracts so many spirits but um something like it's like it's almost the same to me as like an invisibility uh like a hologram like a holographic you know like a lot of the the uh reported ufos use but it's on a being which is interesting um animals can see it um a lot of people that that have been around these things long enough um can sense them and see them in that sense but but I think that's what natives consider the, you know, the forest, um, forest people are like the elementals, which well, I've seen. Yeah, with you talking with the, so like the team when they were down in Oklahoma again, uh, they seen, so when they seen and found all the, the structures and stuff. Okay, so one evening they were camped. Okay. It's a little bit of a story, but they were camped in an RV out there. They were doing an investigation on the home that they believed that it was possessed by a demon. Um, so they were down there. They, they've been down there like three times prior, um, just investigating the house and all that nature. Well, they started investigating the forest. And of course, that's when they found the structures and everything. Uh, one evening, Several of them were in the camper because they did not want to sleep out on the ground because you hear stuff, you you know, you see things. They didn't want to be outside. So uh, half the team was camping out. The other half the team was in the camper, an RV, and they had turned the lights on and uh, because they were going to go out to the restroom. So they turned the lights on and they see somebody crouched down standing beside a tree. And it was, again, almost holographic, I guess you'd say. Uh, mm -hmm. And they, they're like, well, there's somebody over there by the tree. And crouched down, you, you could see the shape of the, they said that you could see the shape of it. You know, you could see his knees bulging out, his backside and bending up, and he had an arm around the tree crunk. 
And but the thing, you know, crunching down was almost five foot tall. And so somebody who wasn't as uh, intimidated by the area jumped out and started running towards it. And all of a sudden it kind of like disappears behind the tree. They see on the other side of the house what they thought was another being, another squatch. They seen the, the silhouette of him. He was trying to, they, they, this is what they thought. He was trying to distract them so this guy can get back away because he got caught. He got seen. So, hey, let's make some noise over here to get this guy gone. And they got so distracted and, and just here. But, but four people that day seen what they thought was a squatch in, in this area. But, yeah, it was – and they had fairy lights. And they found – and we got some video of it. Again, if I had prepared, I'd have a lot of these pictures for you. But they did find some fairy lights in a, uh, a cemetery that was about three-quarters of a mile away from the property. Um, red greens and blue lights some of them were chest high you can you know see them in the pictures directly out in front of you um you can see them floating away into the woods some of them above you in the sky it was just beautiful looking at the pictures trying to figure out what that was you know all we could call them is fairy lights because that's what they look like to us but uh so yeah. A lot of those beings, most things, and in, in, uh, especially in higher frequencies, if you're in a, um, you know, especially nowadays, humans vibrate at a very low frequency just in general because of all the things that we surround ourselves with and pollution, things like that. Other beings, um, many of them, show up to us as a light or an orb or things like that because their Merkaba, their their physical vehicle per se, moves faster than the human eye can detect. However, many people, if you catch that on, um, you know, video or camera or things like that, and you slow it down, that's when you start getting um, silhouettes, you know, mm -hmm. of. Um, Many people said like fairies and things like that. Now, any time in my experience, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not like cryptids have different designated areas for all of them to be at. So, so in my experience, um, they, many of them, um, live amongst each other and, and very, you know, they're, they're capable of, um, all, all living together and existing in the forest, obviously. So, but, but a lot of times people aren't able to differentiate between, you know, say what we consider like leprechauns or fairies or whatever, you know, the tree, tree spirits, things like that. Um, and, and it's no different than different races of people or, or animals, you know, different, different species of animals, things like that. It's, it's no different. Um, there's, there's so many. Um, and so I think that happens a lot of times too, when people are investigating, they'll, they'll actually encounter multiple different beings and not even realize it, you know, because mm -hmm. they're, they're not familiar with that. That's, that's not even, that's not their reality. So, 
Um, I can see that. So you might try a, a it's it's easy with iPhones now too. I don't know about Samsung. I, I haven't had an Android in a while. I'm actually gonna go back to a flip phone here shortly. <laughs> Just because I can't, you know, I have a camera, so I don't need I don't need a smartphone. And I know right. how to survive in the wilderness. Um, but um, on an iPhone, you know, you take the live video or or not the live video, a live picture, a still picture, but but it's it always does it. Um, if you have that setting turned on live, so you mm -hmm. actually have a, a, you know, a short clip of, of whatever you've captured. A lot of people fail to, when they're doing investigations and stuff, as a medium, that's, that's how I get messages a lot of the time. If I go back and I'm drawn to a specific picture, at face value, it might not seem like anything's there. I play it live. And I'm like, oh, wow, I missed that. It might be a word or it might be something that moved in that, you know, in that, in that frame when you play it live. And I've, I've caught so many things with that, that setting now because you can loop it and you can, you know, there's, there's loop, there's, uh, I can't think of the other settings right now, but there's like three different settings. Um, and it also has iPhone also has the uh, slow motion capabilities now and time lapse. And so most recently during, uh, you know, we, this last portal day, there were like, there were over 90 reports of UFOs um, between Topeka and Kansas City. Yeah, it was last week, no, weekend before last. Um, which I, I mean, I always expect that it's portal days. Um, but what you can do, your phone picks up what your eyes can't see. So a lot of times it, it'll put the little, um, like a camera trying to zoom in, you know, um, even if you just point it at the sky or something, I could see, uh, like, a what looked like a, a blemish, you know, like a, there's, there's something off about a cloud one day. And I'm like, well, obviously I can see that, but how can I prove this in a picture? And there's actually an app for blind people um, where your phone will detect objects and people and animals, and it will put that on the screen and it will, it will speak that, you know, audibly as well. And I pointed it at the cloud and it said ship. And I'm like, well, and it outlines it, you know, and mm -hmm. that's something that's a new tool that that's free to every, you know, you can download the app um, and use um, in situations like that in the forest or in your house or for spirits or whatever, you know, they even have thermal imaging, like night vision apps instead of going, you don't need expensive equipment. If you, intuitively feel something's different that's how i used to save myself from certain uh negative entities was was from my iphone years ago really? all the wow. time yeah and i don't i you know people might not well they might start believing it here here shortly with all the the changes in the world but um i have tons of evidence that way yeah well, I got a brand new 
Samsung. I have to try it out. I know it's got a few features on it, but <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I've heard that Samsung um, can literally take a picture of them, like the surface of the moon. Wow. With their new cameras. Yeah, this thing is supposed to have a hundred times zoom, but I haven't tried it yet. So yeah. Hmm. So so that's a way to to capture things, um, especially in the forest. You know that that you can't get close to. There's there's so many new drones. I don't. Do you all use drones? Oh, uh, we have two drones. Um, we're scared of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got one that I've I've played with a little bit. I've not been able to. Uh, uh, master it at all so i'm trying though that's that's what everybody tells me because i you know as a photographer i i want to get into um get my drone flight certification or whatever at the same time i'm like oh, gosh i i have such a love-hate relationship with technology you know even satellites i'm like is that cheating that's kind of cheating you know um because that means we don't have to physically um, you know, now, which, which I love, again, you can pull up Google Earth and go anywhere on this planet, literally. Um, right. But at the same time, that's still cheating. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's still cheating. That's all I go. <laughs> um, so, so that's my reservation. But also, they're so expensive. So I'm they like, are. I'm going to buy one of these, a, a piece of $3,000 equipment like in a good a good one um and then what if i crash it like in the middle of the forest somewhere that i can't get to and yep but I yeah guess... they don't you don't have good flight time on most of them uh if you buy a you know extended battery you might get you know 20 minutes out of it yeah well i'm just getting up and and you know 300 yards into the forest and it goes dead oh what do i do <laughs> uh, you know um, and, and I guess that's any human, uh, you know, trial and error. Think about airplanes. The first one, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that statement was, it, that was literally one of the first, you know, Amelia Earhart. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Well, I, I'm probably going to run out of fuel you know at some point i don't know the area and it's a very expensive vehicle <laughs> exactly yeah okay i don't i don't know there's um have you explored i i want to go there i i can't everything i know it's is it the white mountains um on the oklahoma kansas like arkansas border um uh the ozarks is that still part of the ozarks like the southern where um jesse james you know buried treasure is or whatever yeah ozarks yes yes that's still yeah. ozarks yeah the dark ozark ozark area down in oklahoma uh ozarks go clear down into telequal and broken bow little so, rock arkansas so yeah broken bow i'll have to do this is a whole story in itself and i um which also brings up I don't know. Some people have said Bigfoot. Some people have said extraterrestrial. Some have said um, uh, like a witch doctor in a cave. But I had a dream. Um, it's probably been it was, it was 
right when everything started opening up again. So it was probably 2020. It was probably two years ago, I think. Yeah. Well, not even two. It was a year before last. I know that. Um, I had a dream about, about these two little girls, um, you know, that visited me and I'd never seen them before. And, and this started popping up uh, in my, my awake life, you know, as far as I bought, uh, I don't know, some hairspray or something that had a little girl that looked almost exactly like the one in my dream that I had had, that I bought before I had that dream. And I'm like, okay, well, that's obviously in my, in my life, you know, something I should pay attention to. And one night in the middle of the night, the story of a really old story too. This wasn't like one of the modern, this was like unsolved mysteries, you know, from the nineties probably. Um, came up about the Fort Scott Girl Scout murders. And I I had, as soon as I woke up one, one of those days, I had drawn a map. And as soon, they showed a map on TV and I was like, oh my God, that's, I drew that map. I drew the map of the route the, the murderer took for who killed these girls. I, I didn't know anything about the story, you know, and that's, that's actually when I first started embracing mediumship, but it got, when I started having more dreams about that, about these caves down there and, um, yes, there was, you know, a, a native, um, nobody really, they called him witch doctor, shaman, whatever, but, um, that was affiliated with that trial and everything. But then there were reports of UFOs and being some type of extraterrestrial um, just attack and, you know, massacre. Um, there's been reports of hell or like a black dog, you know, which is common for things like that. Um, Hellhounds, things like that. Um, but this keeps coming up in my life so obviously i'm i'm probably supposed to to investigate it was it happened in the summer of 1970 i think it was 70 76 78 are you familiar it's it's in the broken bow area there um, i'll have to look that up i have not the yeah, only thing that gets a, me broken bow is a strange unique place i mean they of course they have their bigfoot and their sasquatch down there big time they that's one of their biggest things down there. Of course, it's a reservation too, to me, again, protection of the species. But, uh, no, the big thing that gets me down there is owl, the owl man. It's a half human, half owl where people have spotted him. He usually perches on top of a church. And if you see him, then, then you're going to die. And it's, he's a, he's witch doctor. Basically he's right. a, he's a boneless man that, that turns into an owl. So yeah, you, you need to look that up. That's big down there. And you know, it's funny to me be, being a witch, all, all, all these. It's, so not only in native beliefs, but um, obviously in, in paganism and Wiccan and, and even other since Egyptian times and, and many, many other, other, cultures and and religions and stuff um i even had um denny Sargent uh two weeks ago on uh 
werewolf magic. He's he's up in the uh, Washington area, you know, and that's a big thing up there. And and so, but it's not. It, it's everything's depicted in in this movie like you know horrific um sense because yes many many witches witch doctors things like that use astral projection or embracing certain spiritual spirit animals um to harness um some of those you know if they if they want better vision or hearing or senses or like that of an animal things like that and as with anything as with any human for that matter as with any animal there's the good and the bad obviously um i I was talking about that like with hope the new hocus pocus coming out again no witches don't go around eating babies like well some do yes some absolutely do there's there's huge trafficking tribes of certain you know witches well i i don't know if that that part still exists as far as that goes um but back in the obviously um in other times other eras it, it absolutely happened but then there's the good too you know there's um in in my own beliefs i don't believe in harming anything anybody will you can ask me like i will pick up a poisonous snake or spider or anything and move it to a safer place you know like i don't kill things i don't (laughs) i don't and so even with mothman i had a dream about mothman i i actually had and it was during all these sightings i even oh two weeks ago before all all of these shootings and everything else started happening again in topeka for that matter and all the ufo sightings um there was a dead bat um in my yard one morning and um you know animals there used to be a hawk that followed me everywhere everywhere in my life like for i don't know a year and a half probably and then i'll change to a different animal and um and so i i consider those at the time different sometimes they're different ancestors sometimes they're guides sometimes they are uh other people's familiars that they've sent to spy on me. Sometimes they're um, other other beings, um, you know, um, concealing themselves as an animal. So you have to be able to discern what's the good from the bad. But it's like the it's like the the clan of werewolves. You know, they don't they don't try to harm people. They try to boost their own. Con- confidence and and strength and heal themselves you know now some some probably try to harm people but um but i think especially with like witches and stuff i i haven't decided yes some some do very bad things but for the most part like i said before we're drawn to healing people and helping people so we just happen to be at all these places where these bad things either are about to happen or already happened. And I'm wondering if that's the same case with like Mothman, Owlman, you, you know, there, there is a warning. Absolutely. But it's like a black cat. The black cat itself is not always bad, but it's the symbolism that we've given to, you, you know what I mean? Like red flags. Yep. yep. So <laughs> I think we're, we're just always in the wrong place. Of the wrong, It's like a, the green mile, you know, 
He's he's right. the one that everybody thinks is big and 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 just a monster and a felon, and he's the one that's trying to save everyone. And um, you know, I think a lot of times that <laughs> that happens with the monsters of the world. What if Bigfoot's trying to do that? You know, it could be telling and trying. Well, again, you know, you go to well, the missing four eleven. You know, you go to read the stories on that. You know, so many. I've never read that. Well, I, I've read some of it. Uh, I try to watch the uh, the documentaries. They're not as good as the you know reading the the chronicles or the, the but uh, yeah. There's again, you were speaking earlier of children gone missing two, three, and four weeks out in the wilderness, and all of a sudden they're found at a trailhead, well fed, no mm-hmm. big issues. Said they lived with the family of hairy guys, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, and it's the same situation. Then, of course, there's some people that did come up missing, but yeah. Now, yeah. even in my own experience, yes. While I say there were very good things in the woods, growing up, you know, that I felt safe around, that I felt protected by. There were also some very, there were some very bad things that would try to. I even recognize that now as an adult that would try to lure me to the woods. Now that is the predator type mindset Mm. because you try to get something away from its pack, you know? And and so other animals view when they see a family, a family unit together, people investigating together, whatever, if they have, um, especially uh, demonic, anything really, um, of course it's going to try to lure that one away from the pack, you know, and get, because it, that's just in any um, creature's mindset, you know, obviously taking on one, picking them off one by one is easier than, than the entire, all of you together. So, yeah, um, that happens in investigations often. Yeah. But yeah. And it even, I don't care how, you know, people are like, well, every psychic or medium or whatever I meet, um, is always attacked by these things and is always, well, of course, just because, and we know it, we, we know what to look for and we're still influenced all the time. Um, now granted, yes, I do have better discernment obviously than I did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, but yes, I am 100% capable of being, attacked or manipulated or or possessed or anything else you know anyone is um i think i think teaching people i think we've become so disconnected you know i talked about that with denny Sargent as far as he was talking about people uh harnessing you know embodying the spirit of a wolf or things like that i think we've become so disconnected from that part of of that that's in our nature you know that makes it hard for us to discern what's dangerous and what's safe in any situation even with people you know right yeah especially with people yeah gosh serial killers were always like the guy next door who you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? your like, best friend for 30 years exactly you know? yeah and that's, yeah, that's we scary. had one here in Wichita that that uh, got away with what he did for oh, 35 years before no, they found out who he actually was. 
So, yeah. um, you know, we, we always talk about, well, um, when I lived in Colorado too, um, it was always the people from out of state or from cities that got attacked by bears and mountain lions. Yeah. And they're like, well, why don't the people that live here get attacked by them? Because they live amongst... No, because we're not stupid. Like, we don't... <laughs> yeah. Who turns not, around and... We're not trying to feed them and pet them, you know? Yeah. Here, go pet that buffalo. <laughs> oh, my... Take I saw picture. that. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> he, wants, he wants his picture taken. Oh, my nope. goodness. I, I had family that used to live near Yellowstone, um... Uh, as caretakers a long, long time ago. And the like you know boundaries. You you if you live there you know it's dangerous, right? <laughs> right. We're not gonna go walk through a you know a herd of buffalo. Like why would I do that? It's just like walking through a herd of elephants. They're they're like fifteen times my size. They can they can step on me, you know. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but then, but we think with as humans we're invincible, you know, and and with weapons and things like that, that no, they can't harm me. Or maybe if I don't see it, it's not there. You know, that's the same as a person saying I don't believe in negative entities that can affect my life. Okay, well they believe in you, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> just because you didn't look the lion in the eyes doesn't mean he's going to eat you. He's going to eat you. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, there's, there's still. That's another one of those. Uh, oh my gosh, what was it? The guys that raised the tigers. Um, oh, Sigrid Roy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, that was. It, it's like. It's like my kitten with my daughter. They they love each other to death, but it, when one or the other's had enough, you know, she like they, the kitten will bite her or something. And you know, she doesn't yep. do that to anyone else. She doesn't. But but it's it's that whole power struggle thing. You know, it's it's like it's still an animal. Yeah. So they still have their wild notions about them. You know. Yeah. And most things, even people, don't um, don't become aggressive or aren't triggered unless they feel threatened. Right. The biggest part of our being is feeling safe. You know, safe in our environment, safe amongst other people, animals, whatever it is. So that's that's the only you know. I was talking about allowing a, a brown recluse to live right next to my doorknob, my front door, for the longest time. Because, um, one, especially with witches, you know, we consider them protectors of the home. Um, but also, I'm not worried about fear is an illusion in that sense. And fear puts off a vibration of its own. I used to get bit. I was bitten by a brown recluse. I was bit. I've been bitten by dogs, cats when I was younger. When I was younger, I was the one that got kicked out of zoos and stuff because it would upset my presence there. Would upset the the tigers and the lions, and it's because I was afraid of them. So I was putting off of that. And and animals tend to mirror, reflect 
our emotions, you know. So once I figured out that they were only aggressive towards me and afraid of me and, and threatened by me and, and biting me because I was I was feeling the same way about them, you know. I think that's important to remember in the woods. So I'm not I'm not worried about this brown recluse biting me because just because one has doesn't mean they're all going to bite me. Right. You know? <laughs> so, but plus I, we're just coexisting in the same world. You got to coexist. I don't like brown recluse spiders. So <laughs> I don't either. But like I said, most bugs, most infestations, whether it be due to, spiritual entity, you know, demonic things or um, extraterrestrials or what have you, they're usually there because they're attracted to, they actually aid in absorbing negative energy, certain insects. That's, that's their role in, in our, you know, um, what do you call it? I was going to say our, our bio our bio, not biosphere. Um, oh my gosh. Our echo environment or like, yeah. Um, and so no matter if, if that, if you don't do something to change that environment, then it's, they're going to keep coming back no matter what you, no matter what you do, you know? And, Recently, I, I've heard all over people, we forget that. So if you get rid of whatever negative thing is in your home, whether it be spirits or people or bad electrical systems or what, what have you, usually the insects go away, you know? And so <laughs> there's that. Yeah, you're, yeah. Of course. Um and, and it's like, uh, over the last few weeks, I heard people, what is that? Maybe it's me because I'm getting excited and I just started affecting the electrical system. She always zap out the whole... <laughs> That's happened too. Um, but, but over the last few weeks, people have talked about there being so many snails and slugs in mm-hmm. the Topeka area. I was like, okay, well, why would that be? It's, it's not a weather difference because it hasn't been, it hasn't fluctuated that much. Well, I was, you know, the only, again, TV comes on, gives me some message I needed to see, was talking about during the w- World War, I believe it was World War One, maybe, the, the military utilized snails and slugs to detect radiation. Mm. So, makes you wonder, you know, because you can get radiation from, from the environment too, from the soil, from the sun, from whatever. And so I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I had a dream and a channeling la- la- back in like April during the spring equinox about... I said something about a massive solar flare. And I'm like, maybe, you know, I start thinking, I have to prove things scientifically because I'm one of those people too. I'm like, maybe there has been, that's why I've been like, man, it's so nice. I don't want to go outside, but I've been trying to avoid 
um, well, I always try as a redhead to avoid the, the highest sun parts of the day. But I'm like, maybe there's a reason I've, I've been, you know, intuitively not going outside because maybe the sun, I know solar flares have been worse this year, but maybe in this specific time, because I've seen so many of these slugs and snails that maybe that's, maybe that's actually a reason, you know? So, so anytime I, I feel threatened by spiders or bugs or snakes or anything, there's, there's a reason they're there. There's something else there. Those are the places you should investigate. Good call. Unless you're like me and just, you know, I consider, um, since mosquitoes love to eat me, the spider's webs catch mosquitoes. So, and flies, you're doing me a favor. Well, that is a good way to look at it as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we we have recluses often in our basement. The house does have a spirit in it. The basement is a little different, but I always try to figure out why basements are always haunted. I haven't been able to figure that one out yet. But basements are always the creepiest spot of any that are attics. So, but. I think basements are because um, spirits often are, well, for two reasons. Either A, they're buried under your house and you're closer to the ground in the basement, you're underground in the basement, or um, because, actually, I just thought of something, a totally different theory that I'd never thought of on that um well i was going to say because uh a lot of times they use you know it's like people to ground yourself you you have to be closer to the earth right mm -hmm. so with spirits to manifest they can use the earth as an element to to manifest or um but then i was thinking about what we were talking about we we don't always know what's in our environment so it's like living in an apartment complex or a high rise building or something, or, you know, condo, you don't know what's below above or below you. Mm -hmm. Pompeii, they built an entire city that lived over that for how many, like 30 years before they ever realized that city was sitting on top of another city. Correct. Yeah. So I know I'm sure Wichita does. Well, of course, Wichita does. What am I talking about? I didn't even realize that big pyramid they, they built underground there. Um, is it like a hospital or something? Like there's a pyramid under Wichita. Like what's that called? It's the... We have the biodomes. Don't know of any pyramid, but... Yeah. So <laughs> there's a... there's a, Yeah, there's... It, it's just within the last, I don't know, Kansas has the most extensive underground uh, storage and tunnel system out of any state in the United States because the military used to store, um, you know, it's temperature controlled. They used mm -hmm. to store documents and stuff. That's another reason, actually, spirits might like the, the basement because it stays cool and it's dark there. Um, temperature control. So that would go along more with interdimensional beings or or another, I, I don't know, something that lives underground perhaps because I always considered the Jason months, like the horror movies and stuff, right? Which would be 
uh, you just go J-A-S-O-N, right? So July, August, September, October, November. That's always in my life where I experience the most attacks spiritually. Um, I was abducted the most during those months. Um, things like that, that that were the most dangerous was the Jason months. And I always think of, you know, like Jason, the um, the horror movie serial killer, Jason type. Um, and that's how I remember that, July through November. And um, if that were the case, that's fall. Like that's the perfect climate. That's also when certain planets align on those portal mm-hmm. days, um, which makes interdimensional travel easier so and that would have to do with climate because they can't they can't come in the heat as much that would make sense it's pretty deep (laughs) (laughs) sorry i have to remember that the jason yeah i went off on a tangent there (laughs) no 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 it's it's good though (laughs) those are all and people don't, it astonishes me. I'm, I'm not, not saying you specifically, but any investigating group, the for, and it might, again, I, you know, I'm autistic, so I often see things completely different than, from a different perspective than others. And then I also don't understand how others see things from, from equally um, amazing perspectives. So, so it goes both ways, but um, there's the first thing I do on any investigate. I, I don't care if I'm researching a plant or animal or whatever is pay attention to the time 100% because yes, timing is fluid, but numbers are, are very symbolic. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way the universe works. And science has proven that along with, it, it's like the Tesla code and everything else, you know, numbers have their own frequency. So if you assign a time of day, a, a, a logistical um, degree on the earth, things like that, uh, it's important to pay attention, map coordinates, things, the, the day of the year, all of that, the the phase the moon was in, because you start to see a pattern. And people say, well, you know, some days I go to this place and I get tons of activity and some days I go to this place and there's nothing. Well, th- that's because most likely you were drawn there on a portal day. So of course you're gonna get tons of activity. And then any other day, it's gonna seem like just a normal place because it's it's not, you know, it's almost like opening up the freeway, <laughs> you know, right. all of a sudden. And, and so there's tons of traffic coming through. But then other times it's it's closed. We've experienced that with our public. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know that. I, I know this. Uh, it's this pyramid in... And, and it was built, and then there's, like, not that much information about it. Um, I was always drawn to Wichita because it has the same flag as the New Mexico state flag. I love Wichita to an extent. 
I wish they would. Well, we, we have a hard time with Wichita with accepting the, the paranormal, the history of this place. And they don't like it. The people like it. The city does not. So, but How yeah, do there's. That is? They don't want to sit there and, and base their city on, on history and knowledge. I mean, it's. Uh, we, we go to Western Kansas. They, they, they strive on the history because history is what made them. But Wichita, they want to strive on the aircraft industry. They want to strive on, well, jobs. And they, they don't want to strive on the historical side of what we have. There's so much history here. There's so much history in Kansas. I had no idea no idea um and it goes back further than people realize you know and we're just now discovering that it what was it last year or before last they um archaeologists discovered some of the oldest shark fossils you know in western kansas in the entire world like that's because if you think about it when water would have been here you know on on the flip side of um before it was it was the prairie um that was a long time ago obviously and but there's other things too they're amazing um you know and there's there's been a lot of bloodshed too because we're like the halfway point where wherever they came to fight (laughs) well but they found one of the the first aztecan cities in kansas down by arc city it's mm -hmm. 3500 plus years old yeah it's they they've so far they they think they've found ten thousand residences down there. Wow, uh, I didn't know from the Aztec city. I I pr- try to pronounce the name, but it'd be wrong. But Etzenetza or something of that nature. Huh. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know it was that there were that many. But there's a lot. Uh, you know, even like like the prairie grass. Um, in the Flint Hills, um, you know, outside of in the Manhattan Salina area, most people don't realize. I watched this uh, at the Discovery Center there in Manhattan. They have the whole history, you know, of the prairie grass. It the roots of prairie grass is longer than than any other well any other grass. All, I I believe any other plant in the entire world. Um, it goes what like I don't know how many feet down. It's, it's crazy. Um, so, and, and spirituality and the metaphysical world, when you consider something's power, um, it's like the redwoods of, of Colorado, I almost said Colorado, good Lord, of California. They're, they're older, so of course you have the wisdom, but their roots go deeper than, than any other tree. You know, so it's the same with like the prairie grass has has longer roots, so it's closer to the source, mm-hmm. um, and and that's what makes it it um, resilient, I guess. And I think that's why a lot of things are underground. Plus, we you, like to bury our past. Yes, yeah, we do that well. <laughs> I tell you what, driving through the Flint Hills in the evening time, just looking across at. And seeing, well, not for sure what you see, but you see some things. Oh. It, the, the lights and the, there's stuff out there. That, 
And there's nothing there for miles, but you see lights and you see movement and it's so beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. I wrote a poem actually um, about the, you know, the prairie land and life on the prairie years ago, um, which was interest, interesting because in the astronauts talked about fireflies, but, but I talked about the fireflies of the prairie because they're always there. They live there. They're, they're there during the daytime for that matter. They don't go away, but they only, we only notice them when they allow themselves to be seen, which is a good reminder in, in the paranormal world. It's always there, you know? Um, and it, I know it takes people one, a lot, a lot. It's, it's a lot to accept that. Um, but it's also a lot to get used to, you know, especially, especially as a medium, like I blocked that part out of, of my life for a long time. And now, yeah, it is, it, it's like people around me all the time, 100% and, and things and, you know, always, always, no, I'm never alone. Right. None of us are, but I'm no. consciously never alone, like ever, <laughs> you know. Well, it's, we all live on the same plane. Mm-hmm. We're just in a totally different dimension, you know, just a, just a different level. Different levels, it's, different devils. Yes. As they say. I don't know what that, I don't remember what that was a quote from. It was something back in the 80s or 90s. Because um, the spirit world's, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's a horrible disservice that we don't teach that as the first thing to learn in, in school or, you know, um, I think eventually we will, but. Well, that's kind of crazy. We're actually, uh, uh, Jason, I, and, uh, Jake on the team, we're going to be speaking to a, uh, school in a couple of weeks. They have a paranormal research, well, a paranormal class. Uh, really? Like, yeah. Huh. It was it was kind of uh, it, yeah, it's like um, like their JC class or a, a band class, but it's a paranormal small group that we're going to speak to here uh, on the seventeenth, I believe. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Never done anything like that at a school, so we'll see. That is exciting because you know it, it makes us more accepting. Yes not only of our own experiences about talking about our experiences, about sharing them with others, um, but accepting of other, of sharing the world with other beings. You know, we're not all, we're not all high and mighty here as humans. It's not, we don't own the earth, just like we don't own the universe. You know, I never, I never got that. Like who, who put us in charge of like, Oh, that planet's mine. And that one's mine. And that one's mine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. (laughs) That moon belongs to Earth. That's ours. We own that. Yeah. Yeah. We got a flag on there. You own the moon. Like, what? Do do people, it it doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't, it's absolutely absurd. Um, But it's the same, it's the same concept that we sell energy, electricity, water. We buy water. We buy air for that matter. We buy filtered air. Right. Yes. 
Why? Why? Kansas, of all places, we import beef here. Do you yeah. know how crazy that is? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, why would we be importing beef from anywhere? We, it, why? <laughs> we export all our wheat out. And we buy wheat from foreign countries, oh, but we sell all gosh. ours to foreign. It's just a money grab. Yeah. But it would use so many, you know, the resources that we could cut down on if, if we just utilize what we have, you know. Yes. And that's why I think these programs in schools to, to give us a better understanding so the next generation doesn't go around killing everything. And then 100 years down the road be like, oh, shit, you know, we should we probably should have saved that because it probably could have helped us. So exactly. Um, we should be training more deep divers instead of astronauts, you know, like use what we have. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, right now, I mean, our bees are our wild bees and our oh. honeybees. And that's, that's going to be the end of us if we sit there and, and lead these to extinction. I just learned this last night by coming across, you know, I do genealogy too. And I came across an old newspaper article. Did you know, cause this is coming up Thanksgiving time, turkeys almost went extinct no. during the great depression. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all of a sudden other meat was not available. You know, they cattle and, and pork and, and those industries and because the farmers couldn't afford not only the feed, but but all of those additional costs. And so turkey hunting and breeding and farming and everything became really big. And especially there, there was a whole, I forget what town, it was somewhere in the West. Um, there was like a whole turkey thing. Yeah, they just, you know, slaughtering turkey, turkeys. And then the hunters, by overhunting, they were almost extinct, which is hard to believe now because we have an abundance. Of, you, well, you know, you'd think we have an abundance of turkeys. Right. But that's how easy. And, and due to specific conservation efforts during that time, they brought them back. That's it's crazy. Like, yeah. that's how easy it happens, though. Yeah. Yeah. Even humans are on a path now of almost no... Uh, uh, a point of almost no return of repopulating of a rate of repopulating um, humanity, you know, because over the years it's, it's become not, and, and this includes, this is since the seventies, this includes um, countries like China and, you know, that restricted um, how many kids people could have and stuff. Um, so all this stuff we're doing, you know, perhaps all these other things are, are like literally trying to show us the way and smack us in the head every single day and be like, look, like you need to wake up and see what you're doing. And because it affects them too, you know, and maybe that's what these extraterrestrials are doing, obviously. But be, yes. we're like, hopefully somebody listens soon. Oh my gosh. They're, they're probably like, Oh my God, we can't, we can't just sit aside and watch this. Oh man. That's, they're just going to destroy themselves. And, you know, we're literally like, the aliens um depiction of south park every single day you know they're like, <laughs> they're like yes. okay we gotta go save them again from <laughs> wow well dan i didn't even realize it's 1006 it has been a pleasure speaking with you i want to get together it'd be fun to go live and and do some you know i could show you all some places around here and or even i i've never actually i've been through wichita many times um 
but I've never actually stopped there. I've never, you know, um, explored the area or anything. I do want to go to Oakland, the northern part of Oklahoma. So there's a lot to see there. There's a lot to see here. If you ever come down through here, let us know. We'll we'll show you some places, and uh, we can come up there real quick too. We've been we we come to pick a lot, so we've been really? to a few places up there. Yeah. Well, see, we haven't uh, in the last year, but uh, we have. So. Well, shoot. I I mean, see, everything we say is relevant. Yes, shoot is becoming absolutely ridiculous here. The crime um, is insane this last year here so so that is that is one of the things that you know i try to consider as well <laughs> when, when going anywhere here is the safety um right you know, i always tell people to be safe um especially in abandoned buildings or forests or wherever trails um as i said i'm i'm more worried about humans i'm in an encounter than i am any animal being whatever out there so they're um, with you for sure <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We'll have to set something up. Um, okay. Again, tell everyone what your the name of your website, uh, yeah. your Facebook site. Okay, so on Facebook, you can find us, RTP, or Road Trip Paranormal. Um, also, you can find us under Kansas Bigfoot Research Society. Uh, we're going to be adding a lot to that. Uh, we're getting ready to go do some uh, exploring here relatively soon. We're going to get some more pictures. Uh, we're going to, we're going to start posting our pictures on that website as well of, of our castings that we do have, uh, of the, the hair samples that we have that we need to get tested someday. <laughs> and, uh, then again, as far as, uh, actual hard websites is rtpkansas.com. Uh, and we will have uh, Bigfoot research, Kansas Bigfoot research society tagged on there as well. So. You can find us all there. And you can, um, I will also um, put that in my, not right this second, people. Don't be like, I, I went there right now because I can't see my YouTube page. But um, I will post that on my, um, in my about section in the comment, or not the comments, the uh, about section there. I also started doing something because my daughter, um, sometimes both my kids actually always they're highly intuitive. A lot of times they channel just as much, if not more than I do certain places and things. So um, my daughter always wants, we always do scavenger hunts in the forest and, and things like that. So I'm doing a new thing and to incorporate kids. So a lot of these things like witches, you know, aren't as scary as they've been made out to be in movies and um, Bigfoot, the same thing. So I have created, um, I'm going to post, if you go, to my YouTube page, um, like this video, um, subscribe, because it is my personal YouTube site is, is newer, so I, I haven't really advertised it. But I'm putting the link to, I have like a free kids printable. Um, there's a coloring page. There's some, there's like random, I know everybody likes printables for kids that they don't have to do anything. There's random um, scavenger hunts. Um, things to look out for. There's, there's different, oh gosh, I don't know if you can see. Um, there's like a little Sasquatch back sheet that they can write their own, you know, findings and stuff. And I will post the link to that in my about section too. You can go there and uh, just print that off. So if you have kids or, or even adults, I like to color. So <laughs> there's that. Um, 
Otherwise, um, again, Dan, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I look forward to to working with you all in the future and talking to you again. And everyone else, um, have a safe week out there. This is my most um, exciting month. I look, it's like Christmas for which it is. It, October is our new year basically after Samhain. So I've got a lot of things coming up this month. Be sure to stay tuned. And thank you to Carnation again for sponsoring us. Um, have a good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone.